When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. It is a very big Tuesday, a very big giving Tuesday on ESPN Radio. And for everybody joining us on ESPN 2 today, it is Carlin versus Joe as we kick off V Week here at ESPN. We are presented by our good friends at Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776 is the Dr. Pepper call-in line. And yes, today is Giving Tuesday. And Joseph Fordbaugh, who just gives and gives and gives, just in spirit to everything he does, is here as well. Big day, huge day, fun day, great day to be out there doing something that, let's be honest, we don't do enough of it. We don't do enough of us. At this time of year, a lot of times the focus can be on getting. Raising two young kids, it's all about, I got to keep relaying messages to Santa and what they want. That's great. But also we have to figure out the giving portion of this. Right. What are we going to do to help? And today is one of those days, which is why it's very great that we get to be in studio to talk about this. It's different. Having no children, I am solely focused on myself. Yeah, that's nice. And this will be a change of pace today. (laughs) But we're happy to do it because every year around the start of college basketball season, ESPN Radio and ESPN Across the Board does everything they can to support our teammate and honor Jim Valvano's legacy by supporting the V Foundation for Cancer Research. And you'll hear part of his just unforgettable speech later on. And anybody who has spent time with ESPN Radio over the years knows exactly how passionate we are about doing anything that we can. So the most important thing that we can tell you today is V.org. Slash donate v dot org slash donate on this Giving Tuesday. All of the money that is raised by the V Foundation goes to cancer research, and that is the most important thing that you can know. And we will be joined today by people who have been touched by it as well. In the midst of doing our regular show, uh, David Lloyd, the Sports Center anchor, is going to come in here in a little bit and tell uh, his family's story. We're going to be joined by Chuck Pagano later in the show as well. But again, we the best way you can be a part of the show today is by clicking on v.org slash donate and Whatever you can afford to give, please give uh, on this Giving Tuesday. Very well said. Now, we get to last night. I am not giving a pass to anything that happened with the Minnesota Vikings. I'm sorry. It is not Giving Tuesday for you. No, it is not. Uh, I don't know how the Minnesota Vikings can lose that game at home to the Chicago Bears. But then again, I do. When Joshua Dobbs turns it over four times against a team that has not been very good against the pass this season. As you outlined yesterday, has been pretty good against the run. I was blown away by the fact that even when they took a 10-3 lead, I thought they're going to, all right, they're going to put this one on ice after the Hawkinson touchdown. And anything but happened at that, or 10-9 lead, I should say. Anything happened but at that point. And with Justin Fields, this is why I'm a believer in him. I understand what the problems are with him, Joe, 
but I do think that there's still a lot of development to be made for Justin Fields. It's not going to be in Chicago, and I'm okay with that, but for somebody, they're going to get a player that I truly believe can be a franchise quarterback. I think we see it differently. I want to believe. I really want to believe because he can make dynamic plays to the point where you say, all right, in the right situation with the right coaching and some growth because there's got to be growth in the turnover department. If there is, this kid could be extraordinarily dynamic. But there are a lot of problems that come with fields. First and foremost, he's missed 24% of the games he could possibly play since he entered the NFL, right? Like, that's a problem there. 46 potential games over the last amount of time he's been in the NFL. What is this, season three, season four? We're looking at here three, I believe. He's missed 11 of those games. That's just too many. He's missed time in every season. Health and durability are a concern. And then on top of that, didn't throw a pick yesterday, much to our dismay. We had that in pizza money. Yeah. But he had two fumbles. Like, he has 27 hey, interceptions. You're going to turn the ball over? Throw a pick. Throw the pick. Yeah, we don't need the fumble. Throw Come the on. pick, please. We're trying to make some money here. The fumble's killing me. I got Bears plus three. I need the pick if you're going to turn it over. You can't give me the fumble and hit me on both ends. Yeah, exactly. So, the reality is, I, I there are reasons to believe that between the coaching and how poorly the Bears are generally run, yeah. that there's opportunity elsewhere for him to grow. But it's just, there are a lot of red flags. The, the injuries and the turnovers are big concerns. The accuracy, the completion percentages, those are big concerns. But they found a way last night. They found a way. To your point on what we saw in the Minnesota Vikings letting that get away, what do we have? We have three tiers in the NFL, right? We have great teams that we truly believe can compete for the Super Bowl. That does include teams like the Dolphins, where we knock them because they haven't won big games, but they, they're good. That's a good team. Yeah. Then there's the middling teams that are like Denver, right? Denver's there. Denver might be able to get in. Denver's been looking very competent. They've gotten better. And then there's the rest, the Carolinas, the Chicagos, the teams that really stink. And, and Minnesota is kind of one of those teams. They've had some fortune, this good fortune this year in certain spots. But with Dobbs, that's not a long-term play. And we're starting to see the, uh, the what do they call the hen come home to roost? Is that what the term would be there? Chickens come home to roost. Chickens I come think. home to roost. Well, we got to stop using these things, these analogies and stuff. We do. We, it's we got to be screwing them up. They're terrible. Uh, Even when we get them right, we don't know what they mean. Exactly. You know, there's there's just no point. And so here's Kevin O'Connell on the issue with Joshua Dobbs, and more importantly, if he's going to think about changing things up now at the position. We're going to take a look. Uh, you know, really evaluate. You know, the inventory of plays now we have of Josh. Uh, we got healthy. We got Jaron back. You know, available to us, and then Nick Mullins is available as well. Um, look, I, I think what Josh Dobbs has, has really done is coming in here on short notice and really, you know, going, uh, you know, two and two in a, in a stretch where, uh, you know, a lot of people might have thought Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson being out, um, you know, the, the deck stacked against us. That's not the way this team thinks. That's not the way we operate. It's not the way I operate. Uh, we're trying to go out and win every football game we play. Here's the point, though. Josh Dobbs is a hold the fort guy. He's a guy that will hopefully be able to just keep you afloat. And you do know you are going to be dealing with bad games. And last night was an atrocious game for Joshua Dobbs. So those are going to come with all the good. Listen, for all the Jet fans who were screaming about Joshua Dobbs, the very least, uh, that would be somebody that would have steadied the ship and kept them, kept them alive. But he's also going to kill you in some spots. And for instance... If you're Minnesota and you're fighting for a playoff berth and you have the Chicago Bears at home on a Monday night, that is not a game where he can let it get away from him. Yeah, and and 
you know what? Even when he played that poorly, they still had a chance to still win. Still had a chance. They still had, the Bears still gave him a chance to win that game late. Like, you could have still won that game on Dobbs' worst night. I'm not a good golfer. You two talked about it last night. You're not a good golfer. We no. play, but it's probably mostly about a couple beers and getting outside. Yeah. And that's the extent. We're not going to do the walking. We'll take the carts. But exactly. Story for another day. Um, one of the best lines I ever heard from a friend of mine who's a really good golfer he was. We were trying out some new driver or something, and we were hitting it. And we were just bombing this thing. We're like, this thing looks great. And he goes, the thing with clubs when you're trying them out, I don't want to know what the club does when I hit it correctly. I want to know what the club does when I miss hit it. Yeah. And I thought to myself, that's. I never would have considered that. Like if I hit this, if I swing this thing five times and I hit one bomb, ooh, that one bomb, I want this club. Look at how good that looked. No, I want to know what the club does when it misfires. When I swing it poorly, how bad am I going to be penalized? Quarterback play is a lot like that. Yeah. The Jets are in a situation where when their quarterback mishits, it is a bad mishit. With Dobbs, you have the potential to mitigate that damage. There will be mishits, sure, but not as bad. It's a relatively decent driver. But are you able to bail him out on the bad nights? And last night, they just weren't able to pull that off. Defensively, if you're the Vikings, you got to be sick. You gave up 12. You should have won the game. Now, there is one thing that I cannot stomach listening to after the game. And that's Matt Eberflus about where this team is going at four and eight. Obviously, our, our goal is to win the division, and and uh, but more importantly, I believe it's the way we finished. I think that's going to be more lasting going going into these next ball games. And uh, you know, like I said, the proof's right there. Uh, we've been doing a lot of good things um, on offense, defense, and kicking. And it's good to win a tight one like this. You know, where we had some adversity at the end, I had to pull through that adversity with those two fumbles and come together with the last defensive series and the last offensive two-minute drive. And at one point there, he's still talking about making the playoffs at 4-8. He has a very different view of the team than we do because he has a very different job than we do. Here's the question. Is weed legal in Illinois? Because I want to know if he was, in fact, high when making those comments. Because they are not going anywhere. Maybe it is in Minnesota. A little bit different. They were in Minnesota. Maybe I don't know. Let's, no, it's legal in just, Illinois. It is. Okay. Well, I heard about it from a friend. I gotcha. Uh, point being, I, I think that we need, just need to slow our roll here a little bit. Matt Eberflus sees the writing on the wall and knows where this is headed, and you can stay as positive as you want. Under no circumstances, I don't care if the Bears win out, finish 9-8, and eight, am I keeping Matt Eberflus? No, and the thing that the Bears ownership group needs to figure out now is the idea of how's this structure going to look moving forward. You have questions at coach, you have questions at quarterback, and you might have questions at general manager. I don't know. I don't know how they feel about polls. But right now, you, no more half measures. No more moving one and keeping the other two and just doing this little dance back no. and forth where everyone's inheriting each other. Get them all aligned. If you keep anyone, you keep the GM. And you bring in a new coach and a new quarterback. Get them aligned. Do not have a situation where you get rid of the GM, but you keep the coach, and then you get rid of the quarterback or any of those others. It's got to work but, top down. But yes, and if you're keeping the GM, you're keeping the GM for a minimum of three years. Right. You are not. Firing the GM a year from now no. 
bringing in somebody else. Because if you are going to do this, you can't keep repeating the same stupid cycle. Correct. You, we're seeing it in Carolina right now. Yep. Bryce Young is headed for another head coach. It doesn't work. It is very rare that a situation like that has success. It is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. And today on ESPN2 on this Giving Tuesday across the world and here at ESPN, we are raising awareness once again for the V Foundation and Cancer Research. 100% of direct donations to the V Foundation go directly to the game-changing research for all cancer types at premier cancer centers across North America. Again, most important thing you need to know today, v.org slash donate, v.org slash donate. Whatever you can afford to give on this Giving Tuesday is incredibly appreciated in support of cancer research. And with it being given Tuesday, we are raising awareness all across the board, as we know. You will not want to miss our colleague David Lloyd's story next. He joins us in studio. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, and you can watch us today until 3 p.m. on ESPN2. I'm still here. I'm fighting. I'm not losing. But I got to amend that. When you die, that does not mean that you lose to cancer. You beat cancer by how you live, why you live, and in the manner in which you live. This is V-Week at ESPN Radio. Join the fight. Go to v.org backslash donate. 100% of your donation goes to cancer research. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We need your help. I need your help. We need money for research. It may not save my life. It may save my children's lives. It may save someone you love. And it's very important. This is V-Week at ESPN Radio. Join the fight. Go to v.org backslash donate. 100% of your donation goes to cancer research. 
perhaps the most poignant moment in the history of the network. Jimmy V's speech all those years ago. And ever since ESPN has done everything it can to support the V Foundation and cancer research. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80, also on ESPN2 today. And we are joined in studio by David Lloyd, ESPN Sports Center anchor. And it's great to see you. And you have been through this. You have been through this on so many levels. First of all, uh, how you doing, David? It's great to see you. Thanks I'm, for popping in I'm today. doing great. Thank you. Um, I finished my show at about 8 o'clock this morning and hung around to talk to you guys. So it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me on because uh, there's, a, there's a lot of important messages to get across here today on Giving Tuesday. Well, first, let's tell your story with your family. First, you lose your sister to cancer when she was you were just a teenager. And um, then you go on and your three-year-old daughter, Eden, was diagnosed. Tell us about... How you found out with Eden and that whole process as a parent. Okay. Um, when she was three, she started getting clingy a little bit, which was sort of weird. She was like reverting back. And then all of a sudden she started falling down out of nowhere. She popped back up and said, I'm all right. I'm all right. But that happened with too much regularity. So we went to the doctor and we got a couple bad diagnoses, frankly. Um, and so we were sent down one path that didn't turn out to be what it was. Um, and the way we found out was I was actually uh, set to anchor a weekend sports center here in the newsroom. And my wife called and said, you know, Eden's really sick. She's got a, a, high, a horrible headache and she's vomiting. I'm taking her to the ER. And I didn't know what to do. Um, so, you know, you sort of have an allegiance to the show, which is stupid in that spot. I should have just dropped everything. But I did eventually. People convinced me to just go. So I met my wife at the hospital with my daughter. And they did an MRI on her brain and found out a pretty good-sized tumor in the back of her head. Um, at that point, you're a little bit on mental overload because you don't – I didn't know what to do. I mean, immediately you're you're trying to think clearly when you're just in absolute shock and grief and, you know, all the things that come up. Um we had to have emergency brain surgery the next morning, and we weren't sure, what, what should we take her to a different hospital? We were in Hartford, which is, it turned out to be a good decision, but we didn't know that at the time. Maybe should we go to Boston? Should we go to New York? Where, you know, you go to a bigger hospital. We decided just, we'll stay right where we are. The next morning, she had about a nine-hour surgery, and it went well. The doctor, the brain uh, surgeon, who uh, we've actually become somewhat friendly with over the years, uh, showed us the scan afterwards, and there's no tumor left. You know, he showed us what this, I don't know, you always got to compare it to a size of a fruit, right? It's mm-hmm. like a lime, and then there's nothing. And um, at that point, he says to us, almost with a sort of a wink, he's like, I'm going to introduce you to the oncologist because we have to do that, but this will be the only time you ever have to talk to this person. You know, you're, you're, you're clear and you're free. Pretty much, 97% chances. Well, unfortunately, we were like the 3% that um, the the cancer came back. The tumor started growing again. So um, then you're plunged into a different bucket where you need to find treatment at that point. And, um, and here's sort of where the V Foundation comes in in a pretty direct way. We tried her on the, the plan A was this carboplatin treat, treatment. I don't want to get into the details. I don't particularly remember them now. It's been almost 12 years. But you go with your best shot, your your frontline um, treatment for this kind of cancer, 
And unfortunately, with our daughter, she started developing allergic reactions. She started um, running a really high fever, vomiting, terrible stuff. And it just was not sustainable to stay on this frontline treatment. So thankfully, guys, we were completely at the mercy of the medicine. You know, if we don't have a medication that's going to work, we have nothing. Luckily, there was a different regimen to put her on. Luckily, she wasn't allergic to that regimen. And that went on for about 15 months or so. But I just sort of want to tie this back into the V Foundation and all the research they do. If there wasn't that second option or even a third option, we would be nowhere. We, We would not have had the outcome that we had. So we are so thankful. And I... I don't know if you get, you guys read promos right on the air here. Yeah. So you read a promo, it's it's copy. St. John's is playing Villanova 8 Eastern on ESPN. Uh, when I read, which I had to read this morning, I got to read this morning the, the V Foundation promo. It, there's, there's a little tug in <clears throat> your heart because I know that it's it's research organizations like the V Foundation that that drove the technology, that drove the industry to create um, – different regimens for kids in my daughter's position that had this kind of cancer. One of the defining characteristics of marriage is that if you're going through a tough time, you lean on your wife. When she's going through a tough time, she leans on you, right? You're going through this together. So it's very difficult, I'd imagine, to where you can support each other, but you're both lost. It would feel like being lost. To the families out there, the parents out there who would be going through something like this now, having been through that, what would you what would you advise? What would you recommend? Uh, well, hopefully you picked a, a good partner like I did, yeah. because um, you do lean heavily on each other. The, the way my wife Deirdre and I did it was, we were in the hospital, or Eden was in the hospital for about five or six weeks after the surgery, and we have two other kids. So Eden, uh, Deirdre would spend a night in the hospital. I'd go home. Then I'd go to the hospital, she'd go home. And we would just trade off back and forth. And there's a there's also um a juggling act involved when you have other kids trying, you know, we had a let's see, a seven year old and a ten year old at home, and they are feeling it every bit as much as, as anyone in the family, you know. And Deirdre and I would do our level best to try to to keep the bad stuff from them. Uh but it always seeps through. I don't know if they pick it up on some level. You know, I'm sure we're way more stressed and tense and angry and all the bad stuff. And that that comes through. Um, so, but you do have to, um, you have to work hard. And I'm sure there's a million ways we screwed up and messed up. You know, there's, there's I'm sure there's a playbook out there somewhere we were never privy to it. <laughs> so we're just ad-libbing our way through and trying to put Eden as the priority while also hoping that our other kids are doing okay and, and doing as much as we can damage control back at the house. The very like familiar that. voice of David, uh, David Lloyd, the ESPN sports center anchor. So now that Eden has been in remission for eight years as parents, is there a point where you can stop worrying about the cancer returning? It, strangely, Chris, there is because of this is uh, very much uh, because of Eden's type of cancer. When she was diagnosed, it's called the low grade glioma. And the doctors told us this is an interesting type of cancer in that in the pediatric cases, 
it sort of runs out of steam when you get 20, 21 years of age. So there's like a expiration date on the strength of the cancer. And she's four and we're getting this news and we're like, oh my God, we got to go for 16 more years. That sounds like an eternity. It sounds impossible. But she uh, she just turned 16 the other day. So uh, I don't know if you ever quite relax, but there's a gradual process where we're slowly exhaling a little bit, you know, and I don't think we'll be even completely relaxed when she's 25, but, <laughs> but we're getting there, you know, it's, we're in such a better position with her and as a family and she's a great kid and she's turned out to be a wonderful person. And I just took her for her first driving lesson the other day. Oh, so, so there's all these little, uh, <laughs> these little milestones. She went to a homecoming dance that you don't know you were ever going to get. And so it's just a little bit sweeter for her when she gets to do those kind of things. Her resilience must be when you come through something like this, because that's what we all want, children to be resilient in the face of... Yeah, and and so Eden uh, is... She's a big Taylor Swift fan. She likes... She's sort of a a girl's girl, you know, and she likes makeup and doing all that stuff. But she is as tough as nails. She... She'd be playing in her room, and we just happen to check her temperature because you're doing that all the time when you're going through treatment. And she'd be like, she'd have a 101 fever and would not have uttered a peep about it. She would, and I'm not sure that works with all of her, would have worked with all of her kids. She sort of had a quiet toughness to her that you wouldn't expect, but she was such a trooper going through treatments and ever since. Um, and we're, so immensely proud of the way she she battled and so many so many people are in her situation you go we, we were in ccmc the um connecticut children's medical center fifth floor oncology and you see a lot of really hard cases up there and so i mean some people will look at our situation and go oh that, that poor lloyd family and we're, we're like no we are so freaking lucky that we're in the spot we're in now compared to what you see from some of those kids. So it's uh, we cannot tell you how fortunate we feel. David, we got about 30 seconds left. What would you tell to people right now who are considering donating to the V Foundation? Please, please do. I, I tried to make my case earlier when we were talking, but it, it is so important. If you're ever in a situation uh, like our daughter was, um, it's just vital. The more money that pours in, 100% of the donations go right to research. I'm not sure there are too many organizations around the world that can say that. And um, they're doing great work, and I hope it keeps going. David, awesome stuff. Thank you for coming in and sharing your story. And we're keeping continued prayers and thoughts that, you know, you have no more complications with Eden. But it's great to hear about her as a young woman and how it's really enriching your life. Well, thank you so much. Chris, Joe, thank you for having me on. Maybe we'll talk sports someday. Can we do that? <laughs> One, day. Absolutely. Okay. One day. One day. You got a feeling on Justin Fields and whether or not he should be back. <laughs> the big man would love to hear it. <laughs> David Lloyd, Sports Center anchor again. One hundred percent of the donations to the V Foundation go directly to game-changing research for all cancer types at Premier Cancer Centers across America. It is v.org/slash/donate. That's what you need today. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. We are going to find a cure for cancer, but we need your help. 
We must continue to donate. We must continue to fight. And we need, must continue to do this together. This is V-Week at ESPN Radio. Join the fight. Go to v.org backslash donate. 100% of your donation goes to cancer research. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. It is Giving Tuesday on ESPN Radio and across the country. Carlin versus Joe. We are on ESPN2 today as well. Handman getting some TV time. Not enough. I, I'll tell Not you what, enough. Yeah, <laughs> we got to get those numbers Hanman, pumped up. Hanman was looking for the director who loves to cut to the control room so that he was going to get more time when we're on ESPN two today. And <laughs> that I've was a conversation said, last night. I loved it. Yeah, and I've always said if there's something I need, it's more the back of Hanman's head. <laughs> Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. As we said, uh, you know, we're supporting the V Foundation today. It is v.org slash donate. And, of course, it all stems from that speech all those many years ago, 30 years ago at this point, uh, from Jim Valvano uh, at the ESPYs. As we said, perhaps the most poignant moment in the history of the network. And here is a clip of that legendary speech that Jim Valvano gave at the ESPYs. You know, when I think about getting up and giving a speech, I can't help it. I have to remember the first speech I ever gave. I was coaching at Rutgers University. That was my first job. Oh, we got some... Wonderful. And I was the freshman coach. That's when freshmen played on freshman teams. And I was so fired up about my first job. I see Lou Holtz, Coach Holtz here. What was it like the first job you had, right? The very first time you stood in a locker room to give a pep talk. That's a special place, the locker room, for a coach to give a talk. So my idol as a coach was Vince Lombardi. And I read this book called Commitment to Excellence by Vince Lombardi. And in the book, Lombardi talked about the first time he spoke before his Green Bay Packer team in a locker room. They were perennial losers. And I'm reading this, and Lombardi said he was thinking, should it be a long talk, a short talk? But he wanted to be emotional. He said, be brief. And this is what he did. He, he, normally, you get in a locker room, I don't know, 25 minutes, a half hour before the team takes the field. You do your little X and O's, and then you give the great Newt Rockney talk. We all do. Speech number 84. You pull them right out. You get, you get ready. Get your squad ready. Well, this is the first one I ever gave. And I read this thing, Lombardi. What he said was, he didn't go in. He waited. His team was wondering, where is he? Where is this great coach? He's not there. Ten minutes. He's still not there. Three minutes before to take the field, Lombardi comes in, 
bangs the door open, and I think you all remember what great presence he had. Right? Great presence. And he walked in, and he just walked back and forth like this, just walk, staring at the players. And he said, all eyes on me. And I'm reading this in this book, and I'm getting a picture of this Lombardi before the, his first game. And he said, gentlemen, we will be successful this year. You can focus on three things and three things only. Your family, your religion, and the Green Bay Packers. And, he, like that. and the rest of it, they knocked the walls down. The rest was history. I said, that's beautiful. I'm going to do that. Your family your religion, and Rutgers basketball. That's it. I had it. I'm, listen, I'm 21 years old. The kids I'm coaching are 19, all right? And, I, and I'm going to be the greatest coach in the world, the next Lombardi. And I'm, re- and I'm practicing out in a, right, right, right beside the locker room, and the, the manager's telling me, you got to go in. Not yet, not yet. Family, religion, Rutgers basketball. All eyes on me. I got it, I got it. And now finally he said, three minutes. I said, fine. True story. I go to knock the doors open, just like Lombardi. Boom! It didn't open. <laughs> I almost broke my arm. I was like, you know, it's when it didn't open. Now I'm down. The players are looking. You know, coach, get, uh, help the coach up. Help him up. You know? And now I did like Lombardi. I walked back and forth. Right? And I was going like that with my arm. Get the feeling back in it. And finally I said, gentlemen, all eyes on me. And these kids wanted to play. They're 19. Let's go. I said, gentlemen, we'll be successful this year if you can focus on three things and three things only. They said, yeah. They said, your family, your religion. And the Green Bay Packers, I told you. <laughs> I did that. I remember that. So Jim Valvano played basketball at Rutgers and was a, a member of a legendary 1967 team. And it was him and Bob Lloyd. And, and Bob Lloyd was his best friend in the world, teammate. And Bob Lloyd would go on to become the president of the V Foundation and made that his life's work uh, in support of Jimmy. So there's always been, you know, me being around Rutgers, there's always been a very tight bond there with Jim Valvano's story, with with, uh, the Lloyds and, and their family. And a couple of years ago, they started selling T-shirts that just said your family, your religion, and Rutgers basketball, <laughs> and giving them to uh, and giving proceeds to the V Foundation uh, as part of it. But just getting to see Bob Lloyd, I did an event with him five six years ago, and they were honoring that team. And Dick Vitale spoke at this uh, event via uh, tape, and you hear uh, you know everything that he has gone through. And you hear Bob Lloyd speak about Jim Valvano and about what the V Foundation has accomplished. And it is remarkable stuff. And then you realize how much more there is to do. And really, I don't know if behind is the word, but just we're still in the midst of trying to continue to climb this at times insurmountable mountain in fighting cancer. And yet you listen to David Lloyd and, and his family story and what that has meant. It, it just absolutely blows you away what kind of a difference you're capable of making. Keeps us hungry, right? Yeah. Keeps us hungry. Yep. Stories like that, motivation. But understanding there's so much work that still needs to be done, which is why it's important that we have the privilege to work at a company like this where we can discuss these things throughout the course of the year. Having a day like today, whereas 
Tomorrow, there will be plenty of time to talk about whether or not Josh Allen can win a Super Bowl, right? right? But today, it's about more than us. It's about more than the show. It's about everyone else. This is the time of year for that. This is the time of year we give. Later in the show, we're going to talk to Chuck Pagano, the former Colts coach, who, uh, of course, is a cancer survivor, and he's going to tell us about everything that he went through in his first year as Colts head coach. I actually saw him on the field the other day uh, at uh, the Indianapolis-Tampa game, and it's amazing. That's a guy that is like the mayor of Indianapolis. Every person that came out of that tunnel is stopping and hugging Chuck Pagano they love and talking him. to him. They Oh, they can't get enough of him. But he is going to join us later in this show, too. And again, we urge you. It's Giving Tuesday uh, across the world. And as you know, ESPN supports the V Foundation. 100% of direct donations Go to cancer research. You're going to hear us say that time and again, but it is not the case. In so many instances, 100% of your donations go. Again, it's v.org slash donate. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. How do you go from where you are to where you want to be? And I think you have to have an enthusiasm for life. You have to have a dream, a goal. You have to be willing to work for it. This is V-Week at ESPN Radio. Join the fight. Go to v.org backslash donate. 100% of your donation goes to cancer research. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. One in 10 Carolina has fired Frank Reich. And this is a move to make Bryce Young a better quarterback for the remainder of the season. David Tepper did not feel like he was getting that type of performance out of Frank Reich, who looked like he lacked some energy and looked disinterested oh. in being there. It is as bad as you can imagine in Carolina, and there's not a whole lot of opportunity that they have for improvement because, again, they don't own their own first-round draft because it belongs to the Chicago Bears. Well, I guess David Tepper could look at it like this. He is only paying out $60 million to two guys to not coach his team, as opposed to, you know, Jimbo Fisher, who's getting $76 million from Texas A&M to not coach. Here's a, uh, a wild thought. Stick with me on this one. But you could also pay guys to coach. That option's on the table. That's bold. It's not just about paying the guy not to coach. Yeah. You can go there. Now, I don't know if that's what they want to do in Carolina. I'm not privy to the conversations inside the building. Some people have their own strategies. Yeah. yeah. We'll see what we'll see how it shakes down. We'll keep an eye on it. It's, it's, it's Carlin versus Joe. Uh, we'll keep an eye on it on ESPN Radio. We'll be monitoring it, and we'll break through with any updates uh, yeah. that you, the audience, deserve. Let's welcome in Jeff Saturday, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us as he does uh, each and every Tuesday. And, Jeff, before we uh, get into it here, I want you to hear from David Tepper, who, of course, is the Panthers owner, who spoke earlier today and clearly got bad advice in doing so, or if he just took his own advice to speak. Uh, I want to play this cut for you uh, on the reputation he is getting of being an impatient owner. My reputation away from this game is one for extreme patience. You know, there's no reason why that doesn't, you know, come here, too. It does. Now, that patience comes with good performance and things that you want to see progress be made on in different aspects. Um, and as you know, as I said, you know, I would like to have somebody here for 20, 30 years. I'd like to have somebody <laughs> that would say eulogy at my funeral in 30 years. OK, maybe it's 40 years, I hope. But uh, that's what I'd like to have. Uh, Jeff, your reaction to what Mr. Tepper had to say. Well, 
I, I, I guess he's hoping the next one is better because he has to show that patience so far. It's a uh, you know it's a situation where um, and, and honestly, I'll be honest with you, man. Without making a without making a spectacle of the whole thing, I think this is an alignment issue uh, in the organization, whether it be with Frank and and Deuce Daly and and uh, Josh, you know, who all got fired. Um, I think for him, he's probably thinking about Bryce Young's development. What does that look like in the first 11 games? Um, and he wasn't happy with it. And then at the end of the day, he makes a call and decides, hey, we're going to move a different direction now. If you've lived your life in, in locker rooms and, and been around the game, you realize that stability uh, is a huge portion of guys feeling confident and growing culture in a building. Uh, but but that wasn't um, you know obviously that wasn't displayed with Frank and and whatever that situation between those all, all those guys was and so it, it, the whole twenty to thirty year thing you know we, we we've seen um, very few coaches have that type of longevity I think Belichick Andy Reid I mean back in the day it was much more uh, you know coaches coached a whole lot longer but with the money in the game now and the the exposure of the game now. It seems like coaches were out though for their welcome much quicker than that, uh, and expectations are are you know they and, and listen from David Tepper's perspective, he's looking at the Texans turn their thing around really quickly, and his team isn't, and I'm sure he's got frustrations. But um, yeah, obviously Frank, full transparency, is a friend of mine, and so I, obviously I was pulling for him and the success of the Panthers, and unfortunately they moved on. But yeah, the whole idea of. Uh, being patient. I'm I'm not sure that's been exhibited to this point. No, no, it most certainly has not. Um, The rumors are out there, the reports are out there, that perhaps the organization wasn't aligned when it came to the quarterback selection. Some feel that the coaching staff may have liked C.J. Stroud a little bit more and that Tepper, the owner, made the decision to go with Bryce Young. How much could something like that have factored in here? Uh, That would be major, right? And, And especially when you see uh, the success of one versus the other, um, and again, this is not a, a slight on Bryce Young. I, I, you know, I, I don't think that um, you know that you can just say, well, because the knock on Bryce Young was that he's not going to be able to take the physical abuse of the NFL. Well, for 11 weeks, he's gotten he's gotten beat up more than any other quarterback, and he sh- keeps showing up. So, uh, you, you know, when you when you look at it, it's not like this guy hasn't been able to do uh, some of the things. But I mean, that would be a, that would be a massive rift between you. And if you got to live with it every day, um, and and contention is being built between the group of you, whether it's the owner, GM, and head coach, th- those problems aren't going to go away. And it, and it's one of those things you work so closely with each other. Uh, that 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 could be a major factor. I don't know that to be fact. I haven't you know I haven't heard that to be a hundred percent true, but something like that. And you heard him talk about you know he, he had to show some areas, and so I don't know that Tepper didn't say, hey, here's what I want to see. I don't care if we don't win a game, but this is what I want to see out of our offense. And that wasn't producing. I'm I, I really not sure. Um, you know what what part or aspects he thought were needed to improve that that hadn't. Uh, but obviously he has something in his head that wasn't being accomplished and decided to move on. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio with Jeff Saturday on this Giving Tuesday. V dot org slash donate. Jeff, how much are the Panthers now going to struggle to get top tier candidates for this job, considering the impatience that David Tepper doesn't believe he has? 
You know, that's a great question, and I'll be honest with you, it will not, it, none. I mean, people think that everybody's like, well, nobody's going to want this. The only way you wouldn't want this job is if you're you're the first pick of another team that you think is in a, is in a better situation. And that just doesn't happen very often. Like, very few coaches, I can, like, Dan Quinn might be one of those guys, right, who last year probably could have had any job he wanted but decided to stay with the Cowboys. But v- very few coaches are going to be the favorite choice of of every organization because some want offensive-minded coaches, some want defensive-minded coaches, some want right like more of a CEO, right like a, like a Mike Tomlin type. So so all of the different owners are going to have a different perspective of what they're looking for for coaches. And I'll tell you this about coaches: every coach thinks they can change it, right? Like like if if, if you every coach thinks that if they get the opportunity or get the chance, um, you know they're a lot like receivers, right? Like like they think they should, you know, if they get the opportunity they're going to make the play and you and you respect that like that's what you want if you're you know if, if you're one of those guys you want to have the attitude that doesn't matter what situation I get myself and I'll build this the right way um, and the only negative like we said and you guys have, have clearly made this point is you might not be there long enough for it to matter right and that, yep. that's the part that would be disappointing but when you're talking about will guys pass yep. up on the interview no way they're all taking the interview Jeff appreciate it man thanks for the insight y'all be well Jeff Saturday, ESPN NFL analyst. It's Carlin versus Joe on this Giving Tuesday, v.org slash donate. Next, a new MVP candidate. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.